0: Hey Dr. Mike here. Are you ready to dump dieting? Well, stay tuned to hear more about the anti-diet movement. You're listening to Live Foreverish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your host, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gossert. All right, welcome to Live Foreverish. I'm Dr. Mike and I'm here with my co-host Dr. Crystal Gossert and we're talking today about the anti-diet movement. It's a movement that is taking off. It kind of rejects dieting as we know it and is really about promoting um, just better ways to stay healthy. Dr. Crystal, what, like when you hear anti-diet, what like what do you think? What comes to your mind?
1: When I first read about it, I kind of said, okay, that makes sense. I get it. I'm not a big fan of yo-yo dieting. I've never promoted kind of jumping on the bandwagon with the next new thing, because typically diets, especially the fad diets are pretty ridiculous, you know, and, and what they are asking you to, to restrict and, and just, they just seem obviously not sustainable ways to live your life. You know, it's not something that you can do long-term. So
0: I agree. I agree. As a matter of fact, even when you look at some of the, I guess, safer diets, maybe diets that have, have had a little bit more success, at the end of the day, though, none of them are really all that successful. Maybe they Maybe they're good for a little bit, people lose some weight, but a vast majority of people do what you just said, which is yo-yo diet. They gain it back, and then they have to go to a different diet, try to lose it. So really, for most people, the average person out there, nothing has really been all that successful. Is that fair to say?
1: I agree. And, you know, I've always been very hesitant. The diets that I feel like work very well, like the Mediterranean diet, DASH diet. I've always been very hesitant and we've done this where we have really tried to avoid using the language "diet." when we kind of define those, we've always tried to say, you know, it's the Mediterranean, it's more of a lifestyle Lifestyle. approach to eating. I think it's unfair to call those diets. Um, so yes, my initial, just my initial thoughts, when you read the headlines, I say, okay, that's I'm with it. Okay. But, um, but upon further review, it seems like uh, the anti diet movement is way more complex.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, that's what I found. You, with some of the information you sent me, and I started looking, I was like, "Oh, this goes this goes back way back, really, to to dieting itself. Uh, you know, focusing on uh, teens, preteens, women. Uh, they all the, the idea that you got there, there's a certain body type that's perfect, and you got You got to have that body type, right? Um, right? So, tell us a little bit about you know. How all this got started? I know the Women's um, Studies International Forum has a journal that talked about this. Uh, like what w- what's some of the history? Where did it really start?
1: Right. so I think different groups have different ideas and meanings behind the anti-diet and what they're fighting against. I think they can all agree that they are want to, Uh, eliminate what's called the diet culture that is all around us. Um, And so this is, you know, the system of myths, misconceptions about health. um, And it's kind of normalizing weight loss practices in women and girls. So some of those groups are um, feminists. So feminist researchers, uh, fat activists, and health professionals, and those health professionals, um, many of those may be your dietitians, or your psychologists, or even psychiatrists that's working with individuals who may um, may have developed a poor relationship with food, and maybe dealing with eating disorders, and they all are kind of coming. Um, from a different perspective, like the feminists view dieting as a form of women's subordination, um, you know, in history, the, the goal has always been for the woman to be more like an ornamental type of, of,
0: of that's true throughout human history. Look at all the different cultures, ancient cultures, right. That's women were seen like that as possessions, as, as, you know, ornaments at times. Right. That's, that's, that's right. Yeah.
1: So feminists feel like you know, screw these diets. (laughs) I kind of
0: I I I see where they're going. I see where they're coming from. You know, you had you had mentioned this idea that um, in a sense the diet culture today has normalized weight loss basically at all times, all costs. Right? We everything we we focus around the um, apps and commercials, low this, light that, diet form of this. It's all about a constant brain set of weight loss, weight loss, weight loss, um, and not, and, and not maybe appreciating who you are and how your body looks and how your health is in the, in the present. Right. And I think that does cause a lot of emotional, and it's not just the girls and the kids, the guys go through this too.
1: Very true. Um, and so that's kind of going into the, the fat activists that really view dieting as a way of perpetuating the thin ideal, meaning if you, you are the ideal body type is to be thin. And yeah. then that leads to discrimination of larger body people and, and the lack of representation of what the real world looks like. It's kind of yeah. like, if if you want to be able to wear fashionable clothing, you have to be a certain size. So Listen, that's the I, I, other I, part I, of it.
0: I've gone through this myself. I'm, like, if you look at the the ideal body type for for a man, for the most part, you're talking about tall and thin and smooth, lighter hair color. I'm opposite all of that. <laughs> I'm short. I'm I'm a barrel shape. I'm hairy. I have dark hair. Um, you know, God forbid, I ever want to put on skinny jeans. I ain't even going to happen. You know, there's no way. Even when I'm, but yet that all of what I just said, it doesn't mean I'm not healthy. Correct. And that's what I even had in my own life. I've had to remind myself that, yeah, maybe, okay, maybe I do want to lose a little bit of weight, you know, maybe drop the gut a little bit. That's fine. But that doesn't mean in the moment right now that I'm unhealthy, right? I mean, that's, that's the key, having a better idea of yourself and who you are, I think in the moment.
1: Yeah, so really that that's kind of what's driving this anti-diet movement. And many people agree with it. Some people obviously may not agree with with some of the 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 specifics due based on, you know, which movement is presenting the the anti-diet information. There's even a movement now with with the use of the term health. You know, there's, you know, the health professionals, yeah. health professionals kind of say, you know, it shouldn't be about weight. It should be about what what type of lifestyle um, practices are you incorporating in order to be healthy? But then some of the, the these activists, they feel like, why are we... <laughs> Making right. people focus on their health. I mean, it just really gets well, complex yeah. and, and
0: Let, let's okay, but to, to keep it a little confined for this conversation, right? Right. You, and, and and you're gonna correct me if I'm wrong here. I'm just trying to summarize it. Okay. Yes. You have you have this overall all idea of anti diet movement, and there's different groups speaking into this, right? Correct. You have the feminist view that it's really more about women throughout history have been ornaments and there's a perfect size that they're supposed to match. And, and so they should always, every day, they should wake up always wanting to be in that perfect size. And it's, it develops a very unhealthy mental picture of real life and who they really are and that kind of stuff. That's that one. Right. Correct. Then then you got the fat activist view. Which, which basically they're saying, well, the ideal body type has always been thin, and, and that may not be true. There are racial things, cultural things, genetics that have to all be thought about in, in the context of what is the ideal um, body type. I hope I got that one right. And yeah. then there's the health professionals that want to bring it back mostly to um, – Really just reducing risk of disease, right? You know, if, if your if waist circumference is a little too high, yeah, let's bring that down because that's a cardiovascular risk factor. It's not really about the weight loss so that you can fit in the skinny jeans, Dr. Mike. It's maybe more about reducing the weight size so my heart health improves.
1: Right. And with the health professionals part, just to add to that, it's just making health professionals more aware that you can't just say to your patient, hey, you need to lose some weight. You need to go on the diet. Boom, yeah. with without really taking you, in considerations, you know what are the factors that may be driving this person's inability to lose weight, I, or what's I, causing them to gain
0: weight. You, I, that, what, this is important, especially because I, I can speak to the health professional side a little bit more than I can the other side. Um, it's it's already been well established now that. If an overweight patient comes into uh, a doctor's office, primary care, whatever, um, they are always told, well, you gotta watch that weight, um, you gotta lose it, I exercise and diet. It's very common. Um, yet when thinner people come in, when thinner patients come in, they automatically assume that patient is healthier that, that, that patient automatically has reduced risk. And and for all we know that thin patients thin because they're smoking crack on the weekends. I don't know. And that never gets addressed.
1: So true that Dr. Mike, that is really the the big point, the anti-diet point that the health professionals are making that really, and they, these, the proponents of anti-diet believe that focusing on weight as the primary outcome does more harm than good. How about let's focus on, let's, let's be a little more physically active. How yeah. about that? How about, you know, your, your mental state? What are they? So weight should not be the, the primary focus, yeah. um, you know, highlighting that body weight size does not 100% reflect an individual's health status. Um, you can be fit. And you know, maybe have a little more weight. What about the weight distribution?
0: All of those things so important, and I'm glad that, that at least the health professional side is is I guess starting <laughs> to, to to open up to all of that, right? That there's an appreciation that um, it isn't just the, the the numbers on a scale. There's so much more to it, right? Um, yeah, I I think I think that that part of it is much needed and, and very important. I mean, I, I, th- listen, I have friends that are thin and they genetically speaking. That's just how they are. And if you ever saw their diet, their fast food diet, which is what they mostly consume, you would, you would freak out yet their doctors never talk to them about that.
1: Yeah. And that's, we call it skinny fat, Dr. Mike.
0: Yeah. Be, but because simply their waist size looks looks more in the norm, they never get questioned about their diet. Yet you got somebody who's maybe more barrel shaped like me, who actually is trying and is eating well. We're, we're the ones that always get, well, you still got to lose more weight.
1: Right. You know? so, so now you're getting the lecture at every appointment, which then causes people to not go to the doctor. Yeah, just
0: not gonna go anymore, right?
1: <laughs> you know, so you know, they don't want to be lectured at every visit. So, you know, we should really, you know, parts of this I I certainly agree with. I still personally, and let me just, you know, hopefully I don't get uh ridiculed too much for this, but I think there's a place for the scale. I, I oh. think Yes, I think, you know, but you have to kind of think about it's an individual thing. So if you are someone who like is is on the scale all day long and, and you may not have a healthy relationship with food and you're going down a path to kind of disordered thinking or disordered eating. Yeah. Throw the scale out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The scale the scale can cause more stress, which may cause more damage than the weight itself. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, but I, I on the same flip side to this, you know, we're not saying weight loss, you, you should never be the goal. There are like, if you're in the obese category, losing some of that weight is going to be very important to you, but it's, but it's, it's the why I think that we need to change. It's not because you want to, cause all the commercials, you watch all the commercials of the obese people losing 120 pounds on some program and they're all wearing skinny jeans now and looking good that. That may, that may be fine and fantastic, but from a, clinic, a clinical standpoint, it's the disease reduction that's occurred that they don't talk about. That's really the main focus. So if you're obese, you want to lose some weight because you want to reduce your risk for a heart attack so you can live foreverish for many for many years.
1: Very true. So we need to kind of think about our motivation and maybe reset our, our goals and our efforts.
0: This is, I you know, I, I'm going to, it's going to be interesting to see how this movement carries on right like how how where it goes how it evolves um i'm sure as this gets popular dr crystal you're gonna have you know those that really believe in dieting and getting that perfect weight they might call this just an excuse to stay heavy
1: yes you're and that's what you're seeing i mean it's already causing kind of a rift On the blogs, and uh, and but the people who are supporting it are very passionate. Um, I read a paper this week where you know we're kind of looking at some of the, the research now for you know this concept of healthy at every size, um, and and if that those practitioners, if they're really making a difference with patient outcomes, reducing disease risk, and I think as we we get more research, then that will determine whether or not, um, as a a nation or as a culture, we will start moving away from this. But I think it's too soon to tell.
0: Yeah, I like that idea of healthy at any weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, because that 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 is that is possible. You even in the obese category, you can do things um, you know, to lower inflammation in your body, for instance, that's a good example to increase your antioxidant status. There's things you can do right there, uh, to improve health, even though your, your, the number on the scale doesn't look all that great. So I like that idea. No matter what there's the focus should be on health, right? At the, no matter what weight category you fall into, right? I still want to be healthy at that weight. Maybe personally, I'm going to lose some Maybe I want to drop into a lower category. Fine. But what can I do right now to stay healthy as I plan for that? Right. Fascinating topic. Well, let's keep an eye on this and see where it goes. Maybe we'll have like a recap in a few months or a year. You know what I mean? Like just oh, see. I'm sure, I, yeah. I'm sure of it. I'm
1: but, sure. But right now I think we, the, our goal was really to just help to to clarify some of the muddy waters behind the big headlines because every—that's what you're seeing everywhere. Anti-diet, and what does that really mean? Um, and and we know that it means many things for many different people, but ultimately, um, yeah. it's really about doing um, healthy lifestyle practices that is going to to make you healthier, happier, without too much pressure.
0: Yeah. I like that. That's let's it'll be it'll be fun to, to watch where this goes. Uh Doctor Crystal, fantastic uh topic today. Hey, you don't forget at uh, LiveForeverish We we got so many more podcasts that you can download, like, share, comment, and please subscribe. Become a subscriber to Live Foreverish so that way when we post a show every Monday and Wednesday, you don't miss it. Boom, you're right there and you get to listen. That's at LiveForeverish I'm Doctor Mike. Thanks for listening.